So I would I would say it has to be equity, right? It's equity for people with severe and persistent mental illness, addiction, and intellectual or developmental disabilities. It's being able to access the care uh, that they need um, in their community, which is a real challenge in rural parts of our state. Welcome to the AM Significant Healthcare Voices podcast series, featuring insights on healthcare trends and hot topics direct from industry leaders. Welcome to AM's inaugural episode of Significant Healthcare Voices podcast series. I am Christina Park, a managing director in Alvarez and Marsal's Health Industry Group. And today I'm joined by my colleague and co host, Doris Stein, who's also managing director and our co leader of the Health Plans and Managed Care Service Practice. We're thrilled to be here for our inaugural episode of this podcast series, and especially fortunate as we have been able to be joined by our guest and kick off this series with Cindy Ellers. Cindy serves as Chief Operating Officer of Trillium Health Resources, a local specialty care management organization that manages mental health, substance use disorder, and intellectual development disability services in Eastern North Carolina. But even more importantly than her title is actually her incredible work and passion that she brings to the community of Eastern North Carolina and the state. It's our pleasure to welcome Cindy to the podcast. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much, Christina and Doris. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, welcome, Cindy. Excited to have you join our podcast here. Uh, we know you've been a leader with Trillium for nearly 20 years now and have a long history of working in the mental health care space in, in North Carolina. Would you share with us some of your key leadership positions you've held and, and what's drawn you to those positions? Sure, thanks, Doris. So um, probably for most of those 20 years, I have been the exec executive vice president over the clinical operations of Trillium. Um, as we've evolved from a community mental health center uh, into what will be an integrated care plan for behavioral health and IDD, um, the position that I've primarily held has oversight of the development and operations for things like our member services call center, behavioral health crisis line, uh, utilization management, care management, and network operations. So I've managed all of those at different times for different lengths of time uh, over my 20 year career. What propelled me most uh, in the job was the fact that um, in my late 20s, uh, I was one of those early adopters of technology. Um, e even then, I was drawn to how much better care would be if it was streamlined and efficient for people. I started off in an agency that was then four counties, and over those 20 years, we have grown through mergers and acquisitions to serve the 28 easternmost counties of North Carolina. And for me personally, that's just been amazing because Eastern North Carolina is where I was born and raised and went to college and spent my entire life. And so uh, we had about seven mergers to, to get to be Trillium that we are today. And over those mergers, I've picked up a lot of skill sets along the way. Also in the course of that time, I've had a family. I have six children and the, some of my children have intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so part of what has drawn me into this work is really trying to figure out pathways to make life better for them to create better access to care for them, um, to create services that you meet their unique needs uh, in a really rural community. Um, and and to, to know that other families just like mine need those same types of resources. My son, Oliver, used a wheelchair. 
So I understood the impact from an entirely different level than most executives or board members could. During that same time frame, Chile invested another $10 million in an evidence-based home program called Child First. This program helps keep families together, together across all 28 counties. One of my children is adopted from the foster care system. The first four years of his life were very hard, something no child should ever experience. When I heard about Child First, it was something I knew we had to do. Child First is a program that helps children and their primary caregivers from age zero to five. I have lived my entire life in Eastern North Carolina and I know the rural challenges families experience. So then my, my final job uh, here at Trillium and the one I'm in today is Chief Operations Officer. Um, my new title I started back in February. Uh, although this role is one that will have a lot of the unique attributes of all my previous roles rolled up into this, this one new role. Uh, and that'll be the position I'll have going into the integrated tailored plan. Cindy, it, it's, it's amazing all the different initiatives and investments and throughout your career, how all of this has progressed and just built upon your experiences and everything that um, life has brought to you. Um, it's, it's just, it's amazing and it's such an inspiration. Can you can you elaborate a little bit um, and tell us what's top of mind for you as a leader in the healthcare industry? What's kind of critical to your ability across the different organizations that you've helped build and, and establish to deliver healthcare services and particularly those in the most need of care and surrounding supports? What's been most important to you as a leader? What attribute and um, characteristic for you? So I would I would say it has to be equity, right? It's equity for people with severe and persistent mental illness, addiction, and intellectual or developmental disabilities. It's being able to access the care uh, that they need um, in their community, which is a real challenge in rural parts of our state. Um, it's at top of mind for me because I'm also in a role that will help operationalize, making that happen for this population uh, as the next phase of my career unfolds. Uh, and, and what will probably be my final season as I'm approaching retirement. One of the challenges of building equity in really rural areas uh, has a lot to do with the workforce. And so it's important while doing that, that the workforce has the empathy for the population, uh, cultural competency and, and the skills. And when I say skills, I don't mean I need to bring a lot of doctors and, and uh, nurses and clinics necessarily. It can mean a career path for highly trained community health workers that are paid great wages to deliver some health-related services uh, in this part of the state. So that's really at top of mind is, is equity, how to create it and, and make it um, available for, for these populations that we serve here at Trillium. Cindy, it's amazing. Um, so, you know, we all know that uh, North Carolina is moving to an integrated, integrated care delivery model. So how do you believe this transition is really gonna change the way Trillium engages with its members? So, I, you know, I think, I think in terms of, uh, again, just being in this really rural area, we don't have the same infrastructure that you find in most of the urban areas. Uh, in many cases, we become the infrastructure or we're developing that infrastructure. Um, so one example of a, an area that we become that infrastructure 
is um, when it comes to housing for this population, um, in about 19 of our 28 counties, we are the entity that applies for all of the HUD grants for permanent supported housing for people who have chronic mental illness uh, and are homeless. And so we get around $2 million a year from HUD um, that if we had not applied for and didn't administer, wouldn't be available at all in our communities because there's no infrastructure there. There's no housing group that's out applying for that money. So uh, we just decided to be that entity and, and apply for those funds and, and have great relationships with HUD. But it's really a little bit out of our normal business line. Uh, but, but again, something we just saw we had to do because there isn't any other infrastructure to get that done. The things that are gonna have to change as we engage our members are um, hopefully Medicaid expansion. Uh, North Carolina is one of the few states that hasn't done Medicaid expansion. Uh, it, it has created a lot more barriers for people to access healthcare. Uh, if we had Medicaid expansion, it would, it would mean an incredible uh, amount more funding for the services in our areas that are really rural um, and, and many of them experience incredible disparities in healthcare. Um, and so in terms of, of the things that are gonna help Trillium as an organization, uh, it's really being able to, to figure out how to do that infrastructure, build it or create it. Um, I mentioned earlier the playground project um, so healthy playgrounds are a big part of life for children, for young children. And one of the ways that um, we built that infrastructure was by uh, to, to do the playgrounds, to give this inclusive environment, to normalize experiences for families with young children, um, to give children opportunities to just be kids versus disabled kids, to, to be able to do that was by working with our local county government. And so to, to be able to do that, it's nowhere else in the state of North Carolina. And, and in the country, mostly you only see these types of playgrounds in big cities. Um, very rarely would you see them in a county the size of Terrell County, which has 4,000 people, but a $300,000 park. Uh, so every child that has a disability, and in fact, every child can play at that park in Columbia, North Carolina, um, because we leveraged the, that, that type of relationship with our counties. We're gonna continue to do that. Um, with the mobile vehicles, the counties are helping us identify the, the communities that those mobile clinics need to go in and providing us with the amount of resources that they have to match the resources that we can bring. So those partnerships uh, will be very critical in, in the going forward uh, to, to help transform healthcare and, this part of the state. Cindy, as you as you continue to talk about um, the just incredible investments and um, perspectives that Trillium's bringing to the table, um, and as North Carolina kind of continues to serve as a bit of a trailblazer in bringing together a very holistic and critically integrated care delivery system across behavioral and physical, pharmacy, LTSS, um, social determinants of health, all of these needs that our members have and, and people need. Can you tell us, can you give us your perspective and elaborate a little bit on what this really means to some of your members? And like with the um, advent of the, you know, or the use of the mobile clinics and the healthy playgrounds, from a member's perspective, 
um, and from a recipient's perspective, how does how does that really kind of affect their lives on a day to day basis? A student in a rural county will be able to access health care when they go to school, um, including access to specialists through telehealth, like maybe a psychiatrist or therapist uh, in that setting gets around some of the transportation issues children have gets around the fact that mom and dad can't uh, take paid time off in their jobs to, to get to take the kid to therapy. So it, it, to the extent that we can increase school-based therapy or school-based health care, uh, improves access to health care in rural and ma marginalized uh, areas with, with health disparities. It could be an adult that needs medication-assisted therapy to stay in recovery from opioids, um, could walk over to the mobile clinic in their community uh, to get their prescription and check in with their their care team right there in their own community uh, versus trying to navigate transportation uh, or not have transportation, therefore they don't get uh, those, those medication-assisted therapies. Maybe it's a woman with breast cancer who also has bipolar disorder who gets assigned a care team that includes a peer support specialist who has been there and is able to help her navigate all of her options for treatment to get help and and help her um, cope with the treatment that she'll undergo through radiation and chemotherapy. Maybe this is a young boy with complex medical and developmental disabilities like dysphagia and co-occurring respiratory issues with spastic cerebral palsy who will be able to get connected with the physical health supports to live at home rather than an institution. Um, and the parents for this little boy, they won't have to fight the system to gain the access to the services that he needs. You know, I think the, the final thing I would add to this in, in terms of beginning with the end in mind is we get what we measure. So he just measures are a great start, but certainly not the finish line. Um, it's unbelievable to see what data reveals when you start looking at it. One example is when we started going down this path for integrated care, um, we were looking at data and we're astounded to find out that for us adults with intellectual or developmental disabilities uh, don't get access to preventative care like mammogram and prostate exams like the rest of us do. Um, this plan will help improve that preventative care for this population so that they can live longer and healthier lives. Okay, Cindy, as we all know, other states are embarking on this uh, transition to in the integrated care model. What would be some of the lessons learned that you would wanna share with your peers as they go through this uh, integrated care transition? So two things, and then I wanna to, to sort of share it as a story. Know your destination and be flexible enough to enjoy the journey. So back in January, my family took a vacation. Once we got all this mapped out, we had to start the trip, getting everyone in the car on time to leave for the trip. Well, that was the first level challenge, right? So for example, I was packed and ready to go the day before the trip. Um, my daughter tried to pack everything she owned and it was way too much. My son packed way too little. Uh, and my spouse didn't pack until five minutes before we were supposed to leave making us a little bit late first to start the trip. Um, but we finally got in the car and were ready to go uh, and took off on the trip. But once we got in the car, some things didn't go as planned, some did. Um, some of the things that we thought would be great 
ended up being a total bust and we had to adjust our expectations. Some of the things that we did that were not planned were beyond fantastic. Um, but we didn't know about them before we started this trip. We've learned about them along the way. Um, probably some of the final points would be flexible. Everything isn't gonna go uh, as, as it is planned, no matter how great your plan is. They gotta be flexible and, and to bend with the changes. Communication about what you're doing, why you're doing it, how, how long it's gonna take and what it looks like when you're done are critical to help keep everybody moving in the same direction at the same time. Data, so digging into the data before you start, mapping out your design or your direction, knowing how long each part's gonna take, measuring the existing capacity to get there, uh, and understanding that path in front of you to get there is really important. And then vision, you know, know where you're trying to grow is critical to be able to get everyone to align with that. Um, this is defined in lots of ways by lots of people in North Carolina. Um, sometimes the vision gets a little blurred, um, but the, the most important thing is to really understand what your system would look like when you get there so that everybody knows when you get there, that you're there, right? Um, so those would, be, those would be some of my lessons learned. Uh, it, it's like planning a vacation, right? Um, you just have to, have to jump in and do it. And, and so that's, that's how I would answer that question, Doris. Cindy, I, I can't thank you enough for being um, our first episode of Significant Voices in Healthcare. You, without a doubt, have one of the most significant voices that we've heard in the industry after Doris's and my nearly 30 years here. Um, the state of North Carolina is a better place because you're in it. And we value the partnership and everything we've been able to do to contribute to the significant impact that Trillium is having in the eastern part of North Carolina and the overall healthcare system. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Cindy, Absolutely. thank you. You are a true inspiration to everyone that you work with. Um, we've been, Christina and I have been working with you for, I guess, almost over two years now, and you just truly inspire us every day. Thank you. <laughs>